Done. It's been a bizarre, stupid day. Is that right? <laughs> really? <laughs> Hi. Hi. How Hi. come? I don't know. Just too much going on. I've lost my voice. I'm talking all day and my voice is gone. Mm. And I'm, you know. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been my day. Tell me about your day. My day is beautiful. I don't know. I'm just in love with life. And uh, it's cloudy outside. You know, it's the threat of rain. And I do have things to do. And I, I've done a couple, but I decided to watch your movie. And I made it through two discs of succession. Really? Mm-hmm. Two discs? Two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I put a third one in. I have every intention to watch another. <laughs> what mm-hmm. season would that be? Are you in season one then? Yeah, season at? one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it just it builds. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a good day for a, for a movie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, you know, I find it. I find it as a one of the best learning curves I've ever encountered. Hmm. Um, in people. Hmm. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure you don't see it that way because you're. <laughs> you're. Uh, no. You, yeah, yeah. Am I right? You don't see it that way? You are yeah. right. You are right. Yeah. yeah. It's no Godfather. I feel like film these days is just so cheap. It's all gumball bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just don't find quality in any production <laughs> at all. And that's why I watch and the you're... same movies all the time because it's not the same. So, Really? So you're not, so you're putting Godfather as a better. Oh my God, yes. Well, I I understand that it is. I mean, it's for a whole bunch of reasons, it's better. Mm -hmm. But I don't, but Godfather was kind of a, was kind of a look into organized crime at the very highest level. Mm -hmm. These guys aren't criminals. These guys are just guys trying to, you know, grab market share. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, okay, well. Well, I'm only two discs in. Do, do what you can. You know, but I'm, I'm yeah. going to watch so I can understand. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't hate it, you know. It just makes me really appreciate my own life. Well, I can get that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, give it a chance, see what happens. Yeah, you know? that's what I'll do. Right. Give it a chance. So, all right. So that's my day, kind of. What, what about your day? I um, well, I'm trying to make a decision about what I where I want to live. Mm-hmm. And where, um, where are you leaning? Well, I kind of thought I was leaning. I, I I'm not leaning at all. And I'm, I'm uh, I. The uh, the property that I'm looking that I looked at today uh, is is an extraordinary piece of goods. It's mm-hmm. a um, it's in the middle of the urban area of Seattle mm-hmm. in a light industrial area. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a completely rebuilt warehouse uh, that. Has taken has gone through a renovation 
I don't know. I mean, I can't. I don't think the money's countable when you start to look at what really had to happen mm-hmm. in this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, it's you know you expect to go to a place and you see like you see drywall, mm-hmm. uh, paint, uh, lath and plaster, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, maybe some stuff. Yeah. This place you walk in to see, uh, you know, forty five feet of steel, floor to ceiling walls. Um, fireplaces built in steel to heat part of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a table that seats more than I could count mm-hmm. easily. Uh, on and on and on. It goes on and on and on. Um, a bathtub in the bathroom that looks like it belongs, you know, on a farm to feed cattle. Um, but it's appropriate. It's cute. It was a wonderful, cute mm-hmm. little tub. You know, mm-hmm. big. A shower it looks like you could shower a football team in there at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, glass everywhere. It's total James Bond. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it just is. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I I'm I love it. I mean, I have to like. It. I mean, you'd be a fool not to like it. Yeah. It, because it's, it's like you said, it's total James Bond. It's a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. It really is. And and um, but I, I wasn't really there. You know, what I mean, I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking for that. Yeah. I'm looking for something else. And I don't know what. But I don't know what I'm looking. I don't know what I'm looking for. So I must be like a whole bunch of people who don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I don't know. I just I don't know. So I so I, you know, so I'm fine. I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, no big rush, you know. I'm still rush. I mean, it's, everything is in tight control. It's an internal tr- swap, you know, amongst friends. Um, it reminds me of one time I was, I was, uh, um, <laughs> Harry C. Okay, C's Candy. Mm-hmm. Um, built a boat called the Silverado. He also owned the Silverado Winery in California, mm-hmm. in Napa. He named his boat after the winery. And it was the largest fiberglass boat built in the history of the United States as a custom yacht at that time, big boat. Mm-hmm. And it's like this. And so he's having a car, he's a poker game. And he's short of cash. Uh, but he wants to stay in the game. So everybody at the table knows that he's good for the money. All right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be a you know a chump. So instead of putting a a a, a, a chip on the table, he puts up the Silverado, <laughs> and he loses the and he loses the hand. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he loses the boat. Yeah, he lost the boat to Max Wyman. Wow! And Wyman, being the kind of guy that he is, you know, these guys are all. These guys were all, you know, put it there, you know, be fair, whatever. Mm-hmm. He took the boat. He said, yeah, thanks. Good. Next. Wow. More more money. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so this is an internal transaction of that caliber. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of that caliber. Um, everybody knows who's at the table. Everybody knows it's the real deal. Everybody knows it's going to be okay. The whole place was put together by Chahuli, who is probably 
the biggest name in glass art in the world at this point. The chandeliers are $100,000 a pop, easy. Mm-hmm. And so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the doors are made of steel. They roll their fire doors. Uh, there are cameras everywhere because there's a certain amount of paranoia that goes with money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are cameras outside, inside, you know, probably in the floor for all I know. Um, the the um, The panel, when you walk in, to announce to the building that you're there mm-hmm. is very sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, the freezer and they are, um, you know, big time stainless steel refrigerators and freezers that open based on some sort of command, which I wasn't aware of. I finally asked Steve, I said, how do you open these goddamn doors anyway? So we have to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. So how many bedrooms are there? Well, there's one dedicated space for a bed mm-hmm. that's upstairs, that's up, up on a loft mm-hmm. that overlooks the down and out onto a sort of a deck thing. Um, but you can reverse the floor plan easily, put up a fake wall and move the bedroom downstairs and move the office upstairs. Mm-hmm. I, I parked in front of it. There's all the windows are roll up garage doors. They're roll up factory mm-hmm. warehouse doors. They're not mm-hmm. windows. They're roll up doors. Mm-hmm. I could drive my truck in my apartment, in the building, and not know it was there mm-hmm. in terms of lost space. I wouldn't lose any space. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to walk around it. I wouldn't have to do anything. So it's that kind of space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the kind of thing you normally go look at, you know? It's not normal. Right. So uh, the elevator, is there an elevator? No. No, just stairs. So then that's a lot of going up and down, up and down, up and down. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's how I stay active. Right. I I don't mind the stairs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of up and down. I mean, I just know that from my own life. It's a lot of up and down. Well, I I mean, I have stairs here. I go Mm -hmm. up and down all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm on a a story and a half up. Mm -hmm. So I go up and down. Mm -hmm. I think if you didn't like the up and down, up and down, you could reverse the floor plan. Put the bedroom down, separate it from the rest of the place, move some furniture around, um, you know, so that the bed was looking at the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And, and a couple of this television set, there's television sets everywhere are built mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could do that. And then you'd avoid the stairs unless you want to go up to your office. And then you'd have an elevated office away from everything. Uh, I was thinking about, I, I could easily put room dividers in, just, you know, buy room dividers and load them up with books. So mm-hmm. I'd have walls I recognize instead of instead of steel. <laughs> right. Um, mm-hmm. The entire end the entire end of the building is steel. I mean, it's it's very fashionable, architecturally designed steel. Mm-hmm. But in that steel is a fireplace, and the fireplace warms the steel and heats part mm-hmm. of the place. So is that a, is and, that um, a hazard? Like, what if you fall on it? Or you touch it, I mean, you touch, lean you, on it. You touch yeah. the steel? Yeah. Yeah, well, you'd probably fry, but nobody in this crowd cares. You know, you so what? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, like losing your boat to Max Wyman. Oh, my know? gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, the pictures look absolutely stunning. And, um, yeah, it's about it's lifestyle. 
Mm-hmm. Lifestyle, so. yeah. The the view, you know, like for me, I love the view. I gotta have a view. But the view of well, the inside is really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the view of the outside is where is a bunch of warehouses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the railroad goes right by, but it's not an active railroad, so you don't care. Mm-hmm. The Burr Gilman Trail is right in your front yard, mm-hmm. which is a like seventy five miles of bike trails. Mm-hmm. Goes right past the place, right mm-hmm. within feet. Mm-hmm. You're like a block and a half from the ship canal, which is all waterway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, but. You for view you'd have to like the sky, because mm-hmm. the neighborhood isn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just buildings, you know. If you want to live in a whole bunch of commercial buildings, then. But I, I think it, you know, I don't know. I, my or dream would be, to, would be to live in. Yeah, my dream would be yes, I'm well on a cliff, yes, overlooking the ocean. Would <laughs> that be right? Dream? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. I mean, mm-hmm. that sure makes more sense than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, still... you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, you know, so I'm kind of, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish I knew. I mean, I say, I wish that, yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do mm-hmm. that. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still, I could, I could, you know, put it in a van, put the whole thing in the van and get a bottle of water and take off. Right. You know, I know. I'd end up in, you know, as a Borrego looking at cactus. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, flowers. it's not a life sentence, is it? Well, that's the thing I have to realize, too, is that it's not a life sentence. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, I could, you know, I could do it for a while and do something else. That's right. You know? You know? I mean, I'm... A year or two, and then just be, just, you know, do what you want to do. Hmm. I mean, well, you anyway. know, you'll know. Yeah, know. It'll hit you, and you're just like, "What am I thinking?" Yes, yes, of course, I'll take it. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> you know, we become so accustomed to the status quo, whatever it is. It's like, well, you know, you can rationalize the hell out of it and just say no. I was talking to Steve. I said, I said, why'd you buy this? Yeah. And he said, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he said, do you ever ask anybody why they bought a yacht? Mm-hmm. I said, hell no, I'm not going to ask him. You know, <laughs> I just want to check to clear. Right. He said, well, there you go. And why are you asking me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, he, he said, I don't know. He said, it's in the, you know, he said, it's, it's a portfolio item. Right. You know, he mm-hmm. said, I could, I saw things I could do with it. Um, but um, I'm not sure I want to do that anymore. So maybe you do something with it, you know. Huh. And um, so huh. I don't know, Marilyn. I don't know. <laughs> talking to you is, you know, talking to you is so much better. Ah, well, you could talk to me with your feet up, with that toasty fireplace on, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the same stuff. And it would be really nice. It's it's a uh, it's. He said to me, he said, I think what his real answer was after I said, "Why'd you buy this?" He said, "Well, have you ever seen anything like this in your life?" I said, "No, I haven't." 
mm-hmm. you know, it's it's uh, it's disarming. You you don't really know what you're looking at until you do, and then it gets deeper and deeper and deeper, mm-hmm. and then you're thinking, my God, how could they have spent this much money, you know, mm-hmm. on on what on on convenience on quality on I mean, the doors are fire doors. They yeah. want to make sure they didn't have to worry about a fire. The yeah. goddamn door to the bathroom rolls on rollers. It's got to weigh three tons. Yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely... rock and steel, you know? Yeah, it's definitely like a James Bond type of thing set up. It you is, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go up on the upper deck and see if I can jump off the second deck and fly. Um... <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, anyway, it sounds like your day is beautiful compared to mine. I mean, my day is beautiful too. Mine is. Oh you know, yeah. A lot of people would love to be able to do what I did today. Absolutely. I mean, just to be able to, just to be able to do it. Just to, yeah. Alone, mm-hmm. You know, talk about whether or not you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, or just, want to be there, or just, want to live there. Just to know that it it it's there. It's it exists. It's, it exists. You mm-hmm. know? And it's I got a chance to walk through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. It, I, I know. I mean, it would be table conversation for days, mm-hmm. where people said you wouldn't believe the house I just saw. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, the balcony was nice too. Oh yeah, balcony? From, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, balcony. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What you mean, the outside balcony or the inside yeah. balcony? The, no, the outside. Which one? Oh yeah, yeah. It's all right. I mean, it's, it's a little, little, but yeah. it, it's it looks. But you, you get very private. You could lay there, and you know, you could nude sunbathe, and no one ever know you're there other than. You know, somebody from Kenmore flying over the top of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could have like a hummingbird feeder <laughs> and have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so it's 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 um. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's like it's like you know, it, I remember I remember um, I rented a car. I rented something or other kind of a car to drive to someplace. Mm-hmm. And I drive a, a 1989 GMC Sierra Z71 half ton short bed truck. Okay? Okay. okay. I bought it new. I love it. I have no reason to buy another car. None. Okay. I've had, you know, I've had Jaguars, Porsches, blah, 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 blah. I have this truck. I love this truck. Mm-hmm. All right. I rented this fancy car. Mm-hmm. I went and picked it up. I sat in the car. I didn't know how to start it. I didn't know how to turn it off. I didn't know how to read the gauges. Right. I didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. You know. I went back to the place. I said, I, you know, what else you got? You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't figure this car out. They had to give me a class on how to run the car. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I was thirty years behind the curve. Thirty years behind the curve. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. All right. I have an appreciation for people who appreciate their stuff. You know, you don't need a reason. Yeah, you don't really need a reason to have the things that you do. You know, it's kind of like, well, why are you driving that car? Well, why are you, you know, whatever it is, it's like, "Mm, because I like it. Uh Exactly. I like my car. You like your car. I love my car. We like our cars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, When I I drive up to an intersection... Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of guys in white hats standing around at a job job site. I'm the car they look at. Mm-hmm. They don't look at the brand new Sierra. Da da da. That goes by at 
for sixty-three to one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. No, 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 no. They come over and say, "Whoa, mm-hmm. did you buy this new?" I mm-hmm. say, "Yes." Mm-hmm. Whoa, wow, mm-hmm. wow. You know, mm-hmm. why would I pay a hundred thousand dollars to, you know, to have someone say, "Who the fuck are you?" Mm-hmm. No, no. They come to me and say, "Whoa, wow." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's something. Do you talk it's... to your car? Do you talk to your car? Oh yeah, I thank her every day, every single yeah. day that I get out of that car. I t- I thank her, and tell her I love yeah. her. Yeah. Now see, and you've got gender attached to your car too. Mm-hmm. See, it's a woman. See, my car's a man. Hmm. Yeah, my car's a man. But I mean, it still is. We're using gender. Right. And I think I think that that's a, a fine French tradition of mm. gender. Mm. Yep. I always thought it was a she, no matter what. It just felt right. Well, if it feels right, that's what you do. Right. But if you just believe in feminine gender all the time, right. you know, then all we're going to have is women. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. We need. No, I, I literally love her. I mean, just even when I, I'm walking the dogs and I, and I pass my car and I walk past my car and I just, I put my hand on her. She knows I'm there. I love her. Well, I heartily approve. I heartily approve. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do it with furniture. I do it with, with everything. Oh yeah. You know, I just identify with stuff and that's mm-hmm. why I have stuff that I'm mm-hmm. trying to get rid of. I walked around. I mean, yesterday, drove around to three different um, places where they sell used stuff, you know? Yeah. And picked up checks from, because mm-hmm. I'm selling stuff at all these different stores. I'm, you know, oh. they see me coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I picked up checks. Well, good for you. And um, also picked up some merchandise that I didn't sell, but, but I got, I got, I sold uh, four reindeer lead antlered cast German reindeer yesterday for $93. Little tiny four inch guys. Wow. Um, and a woman wanted it as a gift for her husband. She called up and she wanted to know if she could buy it. I said, you can't because I don't have a buy now price on the, on the eBay thing. You're going to mm-hmm. have to bid it. Mm-hmm. And so the bid, there was 17 seconds to go on the bidding. The bid, it was at, was at $23. And within the last 17 seconds, it went from 23 to 90, almost 95. Wow. Wow. Was she bidding against somebody else then? Well, I think she just wanted to make sure she got it. Oh. Okay. Uh, and I, I've seen, I've had, I've had stuff on eBay where they've got these machine bidders yeah. where they'll put a, an, an amount in, don't not to exceed, then they'll, then they'll have it tied to the bidding, and then they'll just bid it up and they'll bid against it every time until they get whatever they want to a point. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of fun because then you'll see, you'll be on the computer and you'll see your bidding like every few seconds, a bit, bit goes up like that and bang, it goes. And then I, I print the label and I put it, I package it and I ship it off. And I have a hundred percent satisfaction rating with, with eBay. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that is great for me. I have zero interest in that. Zero interest oh, in selling well, why anything. Why didn't you stop me? No, no, no. I don't... <laughs> I'm drizzling on here about that. You don't care less. 
<laughs> I mean, what I mean is that I don't like to sell anything. I like to give it away or I feel like I'm gifting it somehow or another. You know, I just don't. I, I told myself, you know, you could sell this. I'm like, I know, but I don't want to. I understand that. I do understand that. Hmm. I think that I'm, I would be more inclined. I'd be more inclined to do that than what I do, but I have so much stuff that I can't justify it. Yeah. I yeah. can't justify it. I'm going to have to sell it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it just doesn't make... I was, I've thought about having a, an auction house come in and just pick the stuff up, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Send me a check when you're done. I've done that before. I've had them just come in and clean me out. And say, yeah, on, that's know? a lot of stuff. And then I've... Uh, one, time I, one time I moved, I, I used beacons. I had beacons do what they call storage in, where they, where they store your stuff so you can't get at it. They put it in containers. They stuck it way up at the top of the warehouse. You can't get at it. Mm. They charge you $110 to open your box. Or they, that's what they did then. But it's, uh, but it's a lot cheaper. And if you don't have any intention of opening the box anyway, if you're keeping stuff that you want, and what you tend to do, I find, is you tend to keep stuff in those kind of boxes that are probably worth keeping, as mm -hmm. opposed to the open up the storage locker and say, my God, I paid for this 400 times. It's not worth 50 bucks. Why did I do this? Right. You know, I, I tend to put, you know, uh, insurable items in the box. Mm. So, no, I learned my lesson every, with that. I had storage. I was paying every month for years. And I'm thinking to myself, why did you do that? You could have bought all that stuff 10 times over. Oh, so I was just talking about you. Mm -hmm. How about that? Mm -hmm. So you've been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and as a matter of fact, the other day I was taking a walk and somebody's garage door was open and they had so much crap in there. Oh, my God. And I mean, when I say crap, it wasn't organized. It wasn't like, you know, this is important to me. And it's, you know, no, it was just stuffed with. I know they don't know what that is. They don't know. But they got to keep it. <laughs> And, and now, because you think you have to keep it, life is passing you by, and you don't have time to figure out what it was so important in those boxes. Um, yeah. Um, but you never, I mean, you know, I have a, I have a full soundboard out of a piano without mm -hmm. any piano, just the soundboard, yeah. just the hammers. Mm -hmm. uh, vertically, that's a kind of a neat art piece, nice, mm -hmm. a nice art piece. I was thinking I could I could drill a I could have I could have maybe go to Chuck and have him uh, put a stainless steel rod down the center of that baby and turn it into a statue. So um, you fall yeah. in love with things that have potential. I tend to, yeah. If it's already there, why you know it doesn't need my help. Right, um, but it's like oh I could make something out of that. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Soundboard. And that's well. You can put it in your new place. It'll fit right in. You know, you're right. It would. It would <laughs> See, now now you need to move in. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got I it. I want that. I want that soundboard. So I got to take that place. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It would yeah. look cool. I could I could hang glide out of the out of the balcony actually to the main floor. I could hang glide. It's high enough. Hang glide. You mean like a zipline? Yeah, I could get a zip line or I could just get a wing and just fly Jeez. down to the kitchen. Fly down to the kitchen <laughs> from the main floor. 
<laughs> I could, the table's long enough I could use it as a landing strip. Right. I mean, it looks like one tree right at Boeing Field. Yeah. Talk about feeling it's lonely. These great, <laughs> it's got these great big casters on it, great big wheels right. that you can move around. Right. You know, like you can move it. It's so big, you can't move it without having it on a wheel. I mean, oh. it's, it's, it's tongue and groove, uh, live edge. It's, you know, it's, it's as long as a car or longer. Yeah, longer, yeah. There's, there's yeah. a lot of chairs. But I'm saying, you know, talk about feeling lonely, you and your bowl of soup. <laughs> sitting at that table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody's I mean, coming I mean, tonight. <laughs> of course, there's another table over in the corner. It's a little tiny. It's all, again, welded steel. Welded steel table. Top, bottom, legs, everything. Welded steel table. By the corner. Off by the door where you could sit and then <laughs> have your bowl of soup. So you're going to have your um, soup at the kids' table. <laughs> <laughs> I think All what you right. can do is that the table's so big you can make paper airplanes <clears throat> from the from the counter because it has a great big counter. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a island counter. It's big. It's a lot bigger than it looks in the pictures. And you can take the you can put paper airplanes and try to land them on the big table, have a contest. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah, I do that. It sounds like a good place for a retreat. Uh, well, I, there's been that was discussed artist retreat. Yeah, um, some kind of like event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it would do it would do that handle that very well. It really would. Mm-hmm. Um, writers conference, whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Walked into my house, you know. What do you do? What did you do at your house last night? Well, we had a writers conference mm-hmm. for five Western states. Oh, you did mm-hmm. in your house? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so you, John. That would be so you. <laughs> I think you should. Hmm. Yeah, I think you should. Well, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing any of that. As a matter of fact, I went to an event last night, and that I was invited to. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Talk about that. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to? Yeah. Uh, you know, it was. I didn't know. It was just I met the artist at the farmers market, and he just said, "Yeah, I hold these events. You know, come on down." And I said, okay, sure, I'll go. And, yeah, it was, you know, I'm flying blind. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know my background. He doesn't know anything other than the fact that I was very friendly and told him, set up right here next to me. And so Mm -hmm. then um, I showed up, and he's got a circle of people. And it's like a spiritual meeting. And I'm like, okay, I have no idea what to expect. And, um, yeah, I mean, and there was no introduction either, other than, you know, a couple of people saying something, but there was really no introduction. So it was kind of like we were all there. And I tell you, man, sitting there listening to these people talk was breaking my heart. And I'm thinking, again, a lesson for me. Because it's a lesson in humility. You know, you have to just sit there and be humble, listen, keep your mouth shut, and um, and know that they don't know who you are, Marilee. They don't know who you are, what you've done, this and that, other than what this, the, you know, they had said I was an author and I had a book. Okay. And that I talk about love. 
but the stories there I'm just thinking to myself oh my god oh my gosh you know I could help you and I'm by what I did say was that you know I understand that you know nobody knows me here and nobody knows what I do or what I, I've done and so it's it's hard to listen to all these stories and um, I said I'm, I can't say anything unless I'm asked I, I literally said that and they're like hmm how many people were in that circle? Oh gosh, let's see. One, two, three, four, probably eight. <laughs> eight people in the circle. Okay. And yeah, it was it was intimate. It was at his studio. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, and one guy was really seriously suffering, uh was very vulnerable and told his story, and he was ill going through a divorce and he had two little girls and um it's like oh my gosh you know I can help you I can help you just look at me (laughs) look at me and uh I, I it's really hard to explain how it went down but basically I I asked him I said you know after we had gone around the circle and people had to tell the story and however their protocol is, okay, following that, I said, um, are you doing anything, you know, physically, aside from the spiritual aspect of it, are you doing anything to help yourself? And and um, he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm taking herbs and stuff. And basically, immediately, it's like, okay, I'm imposing and it's amazing how people will be protective over their own illness. And I just said that, and and this is the difference between people who are literally successful and those who are not. And people who are successful will open up and say, what do you got? What do you got? Because the Mm -hmm. whole world is out there to help us. You know, and it's like, I, you know, I may know a few things, but you may know more than me. So I'm open. I'm going to ask. But instead, you get this barrier. And it's all the time. You just, uh, you know, I'm just observing what is going on and how (sighs) there's such an emphasis on being spiritual than being real and I think spirituality has really done a number man it's almost like people have run away from religion to the safe house of spirituality and then it's like a badge of honor to be spiritual and have the vocabulary the lingo and the connections you know if you think that you follow a certain someone that somehow or another by osmosis you become that person and it's like no you are not that person you're not that person. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, a lot of hurting people. So is this is this supposed to be kind of an ashram kind of a thing, or is it a club or a? Um, uh, I honestly I don't know. I I I really don't know what the intent is, other than to give like a safe space for people to come and you know experience each other and then trade energy and talk you know and um yeah and then support i guess but um 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was by the end, I was just like, wow. One woman, of course, I could tell she couldn't wait. Like at the end of the meeting, she wanted to make sure that she got to me and get my contact and what do I do? And this, you know, she wanted to connect. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. good for you. Good for you. Because it's unfortunate that, that you know, people want to wear a veil of importance instead of really understand, like, who's in the room. Hmm. Well, yeah, maybe are you going to go again? No, I will not be going no. again. Mm -mm. Okay. I was going to say, I was just thinking of a, of a conversation starter would be um, like what I went through today. You could say, um, I just met a guy whose house is made of steel <laughs> to keep spiritualism away. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what well, do you think of that? <laughs> you know, I know. You know, it's kind of like you go in there and, and it's probably the reason why a lot of people don't go because they, they think it's all woo-woo, right? Don't, don't need that. And they're, you know, I'm just following the protocol. I don't know what, what we're going to do. And so we went around the room and we started with a story. Anything to share. So we're all going to mm -hmm. listen and we're all going to give you energy and, you know, and give you feedback about what you just said. So, you know, I saw like, well, who's going to go first? And there's three of us that are new there for the first time. And then the rest of the people, well, Nobody's saying anything, which to my surprise. So I go, well, I guess I'll be going first. And then, then they all smile. Yes, you'll be going first. <laughs> 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 and so, um, yeah, so me, I, you know, not knowing what to, I'm, my story is that I'm hanging out with the trees and the crows and a hawk decides to show up. <laughs> you know, because that's right. Is that me or what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking and you know the you know what it means to have a hawk show up and the last time a hawk showed up in my life and you know what happened after that and I truly believe it's a message and uh, this is a red tail talk yeah well yeah. you don't I don't know I don't yeah. know if I could see it clearly on the tail but the first one absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely um, the, the first one was so close to me I mean, like literally so close to me. Um, but anyway, so I tell my story and they went around the room to give me feedback on what they thought about my story. And, you know, that a hawk has a message to give you and, um, you know, something about clarity. And so I said, yeah, I think you're right. And we went around. Okay, fine. So now everybody else has to tell their story. And when everybody was done telling their story, I realized that my story was very different. <laughs> Yeah. You know, because I'm, I don't know, it's just different. And then, uh, I don't, I mean, I really, I don't want to go on about other people's stories because I, I just think that that's, you know, a little bit of a betrayal of the confidence in the room. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 You know, but uh, like I said, I, 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 I'm observing what is going on and I'm thinking to myself, this is why you need the game because you don't have self-awareness. You think that you're spiritual right now, but you are hurting. You're causing pain and you don't know it. 
And it just, to me, it was like, it was kill me. Why, this is so insensitive. I can't even believe it. Yep. And and they're all, you know, yeah. What was the age range about? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to say 40 to about 70. Okay, so Five. that's they've had. They've all had time to have a have have a black swan land on them, mm. one way or another. Yeah, mm. forty. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Um, I think yeah. forty-five is maturity in a male. I think something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, well, I, I, you know, I've gone to some of these big events, not the, not intimate events. I mean, as intimate as I get is going to a massage parlor for a real massage, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But um, not. Um, but I think we get the true believers in in a group like that. It doesn't sound like you had any true believers. It was sort of a trying to find their way group, as opposed to somebody, an early adopter who picks up a theme and runs with it. Um, so. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's called a support group. I mean, normally a support group is for people who are, you know, having some sort of issue, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had people advise me to take support and go to support groups. Uh, when the boys died, I was supposed to go to support groups. I didn't do it. Yeah. You know, every time you get a divorce, you're supposed to do it. Um, all this oh. stuff, you got to go to a support group. That's who? Well, yeah. people give you free advice, which, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of not giving free advice. Well, you know, in, in uh, this case, in this case, I would have to say, if that were my experience, then I would advise, no, don't do that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> don't do that. Well, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, like I think I said earlier in the week, I run from those things like a gut shot cat. Mm-hmm. Is that what I said? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know my position. Uh, which well, is not fair. It's not fair because there's legitimacy everywhere here. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, but I, I'm too, um, I'm painted into the corner. I believe that if you're confused, you start in the corner and you work out. Just go to the corner and start working. Don't work in the middle. If you're all screwed up, just walk to the fucking corner and start working your way out. Don't start in the middle. Simple as that. It'll be 25 bucks. <laughs> I'm not even sure I understood that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Start in the if corner. You're, if your if if your wife if your life is is a twelve by fourteen or twelve by twelve room, and your life is clutter, dirt on the floor and everything else, don't start cleaning up your life in the middle. Mm. Go to the corner. Go right to the corner and start peeling it back to you clean it. Coming mm-hmm. toward the middle and all mm-hmm. sides. Don't mm-hmm. start in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's too confusing. Don't right. get anything done. Go to the right. Corner. You'll just shuffle it all to the corners. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Get it out of the corner. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to be insensitive and totally, you know, boo-hoo on support groups. There's a lot of people who need support groups, and that's fine. You know, we don't want to be alone going through trouble, and people don't have family. They don't have friends, and you need the energy and the love and the acceptance from others. I totally get that. And I understand that. However, what I guess what I'm concerned with is the, um, you know, getting support from the wrong people. 
you know, that they're going to add to your pain. Well, isn't that kind of an unregulated industry anyway? Kind of? I mean, right. is there any and regulation about support groups? No, but you're you're going and, you know, you're hoping to get some sort of comfort. Like this guy last night. I mean, I'm sitting there like literally wanting to help him so bad in this circle that is, you know, foreign to me. They don't know who I am. I would totally be imposing by saying all this stuff because there's no opportunity for trust. You know, they don't know who I am, so there's no trust there. And uh, I couldn't, just couldn't do it. And he didn't ask. And I, I feel like that that is terrible. That is absolutely terrible because what he's going through is so unnecessary. So unnecessary. Hmm. He didn't ask anybody. He just said his story. He said he his ask for help. story. He didn't ask for help. He didn't ask for help. He just said his story. And, uh, you know, people went around the room and said what they had to say but you know I don't know there's something to it I don't know I my office um, one of my offices was upstairs from Franco's bar uh, and Franco opened up his tavern every morning for AA mm-hmm. to have a meeting down there and uh, so I kind of work early to go down there because it was free coffee I you know grab a free coffee the smoke was so terrible i couldn't hardly get through the room it was everybody smoked uh down there but um uh it's it, same thing i mean it, they just you know everybody stands up and tells their story it's just down they're glad to be here there's some applause usually it's i've been you know i've been free for i've been you know, alcohol free whatever it is for so many days or weeks or months and they throw a token at you or a marble or something and um and you it's it's a sport group. it is a support group where the, you go there, everybody knows your name. It's like going to Cheers, but it's, you're not drinking. You know, mm-hmm. they know who you are. Mm-hmm. They have a sponsor. These people all had sponsors. They could call a person yeah. if they were going to fall off the wagon. I, you know, I could, they could do that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never, I drank a lot in my life, but I, I, I you know, I never joined any clubs. Um, I just went on. Mm-hmm. I think my you know, must have an arrogant attitude or something. But um, you know, it's fun. Uh, while these people were talking, I could literally pinpoint the play in the book. I'm like, it's written in the book. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't well, maybe, do that. maybe, maybe you, maybe you should have exercised a little self promotion there and said, well. I don't want to offend anybody, but uh, I've written a book that covers all your problems here uh, for 25 bucks. You guys, anybody interested in how to do this? Or, <laughs> uh, or 30 no. bucks or whatever. You know, well, hey, I have this book. It solves your problem on page 59. Right. But Would there's, you like to read it? There's no, right. But there's no belief in that. When you walk into a room like that, the attitude is we're all one and equal. And it's like, I'm sorry, but we're not. Okay. Some people are, are educated further. You know, like when you go to a doctor and the other person isn't a doctor, they're educated further. 
You know, when you go to the mechanic, I'm not a mechanic. They're educated further. So no, we're not equal in one in that just because we're going to head the whole thing with spirituality. And there's remedies here. Do you have, do you have the, do you have the, the, uh, the leather on your skin to be able to open with your comment? Like, I know that we're all equal here, except that we're not, because I'm smarter than you are just by listening to you. And I've got it all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I mean, what's your option? They could sew you out. I mean, you're not going to go back anyway. You know? Take a, take a shot. You know I'm, what? You know, when I leave, I just think to myself, there was a reason why I was there. And um, I don't know. I mean, even... <laughs> Oh God, the oh, the patronizing. Oh God, I I just you just have to sit there and take it on the chin. What could I possibly know? What could I possibly know? You know, you walk in here and I mean, okay, so maybe I don't look as old as I am. Maybe. I'm too attractive to have a brain. I it's this welcome and we're gonna love you and sit down and you know, but don't act like you know anything. Like all right. Well, but but you were introduced as a person that needed to have a you weren't introduced as anything other than another person in the circle that had a problem. You were never introduced as an expert. No, I was I was not introduced as an expert because he didn't know anything about me, but um Basically, he said that we met at the farmer's market, and I was there signing my books. And then another gentleman that I met there that was his friend said, oh, yeah, she was all set up. She's a celebrity. And I just kind of laughed it off, and I said, yeah, I'm a celebrity. There we go. And um, and that was kind of the depth of it until we went around. Somebody asked, you know, um, what's the name of your book? And then I told him, and he said, well, what do you write about? I said, love. And uh, and I did say love, and then somebody went, oh, and then I said spirituality and Christ consciousness, and I think that was like, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> and, you know, there, um, so now I have to prove myself kind of, you know what I mean? I could just be, just be floating my own boat or whatever. Anyway. That's the way it went. Well, and, and it yeah, was, yeah. It's tragic. I mean, it's too bad. Too bad. But, it really um, is. It really, really is. Because, again, they're caught up in spirituality, not knowing that in this very moment, you are hurting the people that you think you're supporting. And you're totally oblivious to it. So... I think you could take that set against just about every support group that's ever come down the pike because a lot of the support groups are mandated by the courts. You have to go to counseling, for example, mm-hmm. and and you go to counseling. If you, if you have a DWI, you have to go to counseling. Mm-hmm. So many sessions. It's like going to a probation officer mm-hmm. or it's like going to a probation officer whose eyes are on the pad, not looking up saying, what's your name again? You are. Right. John, right. how do you spell that? Mm-hmm. Are you French? Yeah. Eyes are never off the pad. Um, yeah. You know, why are you here? Well, I got a misdemeanor for da 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 da. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, they are burdened with too much work. They don't care about you because you're part of the court. 
Right. You're court mandated. They didn't. Right. You didn't answer any ad. You're, you're there because you got to be. I'm here. It's like Marshawn Lynch. You know. Mm-hmm. When he went to a press when he went to a press conference, football player. You know, I'm only here because I have to be, not because right. I want to be. Right. And um, local hero for that very reason. Yeah. And um, I, I, I would. I guess the only thing I would say is I would just have fun if I could. If if I, I would just love to be in a situation like that, where I could say, you know, I've been listening to you guys and. We're supposed to be equal and we're not, you know. I can tell by listening to you, you're just not up to my standards. You don't want to hear me talk about something or just want to we have fucking coffee. You know what you want to do here? I'm wasting my time. Yeah. And well, see what they did. See what they do. You know, they would. They, they might throw you out. They might burn you. Right. You know, they might get a fire and burn you at the stake. You said, which, this is a witch of Eastwick. Mm-hmm. I'm a witch of Eastwick and I'm here on, on alone. Mm-hmm. I'm loaned to you guys for 15 well, seconds. Speak up. Right. But see, the thing is, you get into, you know, into like this, um, like a cockfight or something. You know, you're, if I say something, the guy next to me, he says that he has been working with a shaman for 15 years. So I said, oh, okay. So, you know, of course, <laughs> you can't go toe to toe with people like that. You can't challenge people like that. Well, ask him if he brings an owl to the meetings. <laughs> Does your shaman bring an owl to the meeting? No, you know right. Well, I, but... I know I, you know, I got a shaman with an owl, and the owl's name is Owila. You ever met Owila? <laughs> That's my owl. What's right. your owl's name? You know, break him down, cut him down right now, take him but right off. That's you, John. Him. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I couldn't do that. That would be completely contrary to love. So I just have to grin, grin and bear it. Okay. I know. And, well, and what's hard about it is knowing that, you know, it could be so different. I actually have the remedy for you. Mm-mm. I know what. Next time you go to one of these things, excuse yourself. Pick me up. I have to, I have to take your call. Put me on the speakerphone. Call me. <laughs> Put me on the speakerphone. <laughs> I will okay. say, Merrily, what the fuck are you doing now? Where are you? <laughs> I know. Don't you know you're supposed to be at the town hall meeting oh, with the my. president? <laughs> and you're where? I know. Are you sober? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I'm going to remember that, John. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's crazy. Oh, gosh. I just sat there and I thought to myself, I really do live a different life, don't I? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's that's what makes you beautiful. Weird. Oh, God. That's what makes you beautiful. It's not about how you look. You're just plain beautiful oh, as a person, you. as a soul. <laughs> as a soul of humanity, you are just beautiful. Absolutely. Well, no worries. You're the yeah. best. Hopefully, hopefully one of them will, you know, catch a drift of some sort going, who was that woman? You know? Could be. I mean, you know, it worked for the Lone Ranger. Could be. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we'll and we, taught, we taught all those guys how to ride horses. What mm-hmm. the hell? 
Mm-hmm. Well, hop along past it, at least, John Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could go on and on, I, but I can't go on and on, so it's not really fair. So, um, anyway, so I came home and I just, I had to shake off that energy. I literally had to shake it off and uh, I grounded. And then I got my book out and I started reading. Fabulous, fabulous book. Really Your own book? It. <laughs> no. Your book? Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, it's called The One Minute Cure, John. Okay. Everybody should write that down and order it immediately. Yeah, The One Minute Cure. Cures all diseases. <laughs> and um, and I could testify to this in my own right. Like, for example, and now I haven't finished the whole book. I haven't read the whole thing. However, I'm loving it, loving it, everything about it as much as I've read. And it's talking about hydrogen peroxide and talking about the medical field talking about diseases, talking about all kinds. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. That's so true. Oh my God. So I'm like, you know, I'm on board. Well, I had something on my arm, like my left arm. It was kind of a weird thing. I don't even know what it was. Almost like a white, I can't even describe it. Like a discoloration that was white. Like something was crawling up my arm under my skin. I didn't have a bump or anything. I'm just trying to describe the coloring of it. And mm-hmm. I thought, what is going on with my arm right here? Like, it, it, it was just weird. Almost like maybe it was a virus or something that was traveling. And, yeah. okay. you know, so I'm self-diagnosing. I don't know what the hell it is. Anyway, I got hydrogen peroxide. And after my shower, I would just put some in my hand and I would rub it on my arms, both arms. I'm telling you, I saw a difference within like three days. And I still do it today. And so, you know, though, you get those little like red dots on your arms. Do you know you have those like the little red, like almost like a blood blister or something? You have any of those? Yeah, like a little I think that's pretty common. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty common. Okay, so it's pretty yeah, common. Yeah, very common. And yeah. I don't, I don't know what the cause is of these little dots, but I don't like them, right? I don't like them. And <laughs> years ago, I had gone to this uh, natural doctor that was recommended to me, his Asian doctor. And he doesn't do anything but look at your fingernails and, you know, your eyeballs or something. And then he prescribes all these different herbs. He had me at $500 a month. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is in here? Like, what are you giving me? I, and I did it like twice. And I thought, this is, this is bullshit. I'm not doing this. I don't know who you are. But, um, you know, he's telling me about these red bumps. And I'm like, uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because now I don't trust you, you know. Anyway, so back to the hydrogen peroxide. I put this on my arm and, oh, my God, it makes them go away. <laughs> well, doesn't hydrogen peroxide kill stuff? Isn't that what it's all about? Oh, it, it's a it's, killer. Um, no, I think it's what our body needs. It's well, what, our... what your body needs, but, but I think if you put hydrogen peroxide like in you – if you put hydrogen peroxide on a cut, yeah, like they use it to get rid of dead skin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, I mean, it does consume your body. No, it it, it cons- uh, You have to read the book. You're gonna have have you been doing it for years and years? You've been using hydrogen peroxide. Not years, not years and years. No, I when I got okay. that thing on my arm, 
then of course my answer always comes. This is why I always well, advocate. Clean, hmm. You ever brushed your teeth with hydrogen peroxide? Yeah. Or swished. what happened? Or swished? Yeah, or you know whatever in your mouth anyway. Yeah. And you uh -huh. swished and spit out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. What? What happened? Your teeth didn't fall out or nothing like that. No teeth fell out. <laughs> no. <laughs> just me. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Gotta be careful with hydrogen peroxide when you when you're in a, when you're in an open cut. Because it doesn't distinguish between the good and the bad. It just eats up everything. But oh, that's for an open wait, wound. That's wait. an open wound. That's anyway, an open wound. Okay, we're going to take that with a grain of salt, and we're going to read this book. It's called The One-Minute Cure. You go to Amazon and get it today. It is. Right. There's studies, thousands of studies, and so many people are getting healed from everything. Everything. With hydrogen peroxide? That's right. No shit. That's right. That's a cheap cure. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's what wow. they don't want you to know. So that's what I'm saying. It's like when I ask this guy, I'm like, well, you know, if you don't mind me asking, you know, what kind of protocol are you doing? Or, you know, like physically, what are you doing? And he said that, um, you know, the first couple of times he followed the doctor's protocol and he goes, that doesn't work at all. He goes, it's just making me sicker. And I said, Absolutely. And then he just kind of said, well, you know, the herbs and stuff. And I'm thinking, herbs? You know, in my mind, I've got like a checklist of things. It's like, this is what you need. And I wanted to just tell him, tell him, tell him. But I don't have his respect yet. So who am I to say all these things? Oh, that's too bad. Um, I'm looking it up right now. The One Good. Minute Cure book. Yep. book. Yep. It has a clock on the cover. That's right. It has a, like a pocket watch. That's right. Get it. With 3,000 3, likes. Oh, my God. Okay. It's fabulous. Everybody Healing. who's... Yeah, everybody should have Healing. this book. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure it is? I can, I can buy it now. Buy, buy it now. Buy it buy now. Done. Good. Loading your inventory. Thank you. Place your order. Thank you. Wonderful. Damn thing isn't cheap, is it? Huh? It's a good book. Is it hardcover? No. Is it, how much, it's, how much it's was market, it? It's a market press soft cover book, huh? Yeah. How much was it? I don't know. Thirty bucks, whatever. Something like that. Was it really? Yeah. I don't remember. I, I've lost it now, but it was like twenty something and thirty. With. Uh, it's worth every dime. I don't think. Think about it. Yeah. If it's thirty dollars or fifty dollars, even a hundred dollars, I mean, isn't our health worth it? Well, of course it's worth it. I, you know, that's the thing about it. you. See, I, I believe what you say. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm drinking dough coffee in the morning because I believe what you say. Right. Right. Good. Exactly. So we're drinking. So the I'm mushroom. following your lead because I realize that, you know, I mean, I know I have faith in who you're positioning. I do. Because I'm a doctor. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, you are actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never. No, it never occurs to me about our educational status. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Yes. We're just talking. Right. We're just talking. We're just talking. And, I, and challenging. I, and, you know, you, you know, it's like you wouldn't say that to your doctor or physician. Are you crazy? Are you putting that stuff on you? Maybe maybe that's how doctors talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Dr. John, Dr. Merrill Lee. You know? Shit, you I that. don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
No, uh, they don't want well, you to know. I bought the book. Good. I bought the book. Good. Who's I mean, the they, though? They, I mean, you always use the word they. As it's, in, what did I say? They don't know. They're doing it to us. It's they. It's the ubiquitous they. Because it's, okay, when we go to the doctors, it's they. It's they. Whoever trained the doctors, who's ever employing the doctors, whoever's got the the um, pharmaceuticals going on, whoever's being trained to create those chemical things that they're treating us with, they, all they. Okay. That's the they you're talking about. That's the they. Yeah. The ubiquitous they, them. Mm-hmm. It's the pronoun. It's the pronoun that did it to us. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sure there's there's good people. There's good people in, in every industry that really has no no ill intent. But I think you just kind of get sucked into it. Like, you know, being a police officer, you know, you see the worst of people every single day and you become hardened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. it, it just it just is. And so there's cures for everything and and we need to heal ourselves you know and and here's the thing i'm thinking to myself this is such an injustice with this man i mean i could and i asked him you know what are you doing for uh what did i say to be to support your conviction about your healing you know you have to have conviction and the reason that you have to have conviction is because without it going to fall to the side of disbelief you're helpless and you know your fate is already written it's like no your fate is not already already written there are remedies to heal your pain every which way and do you want it are you open to it are you going to fight against it are you resistant to it it's there and it's available today do you want it and when somebody says to me you know, I'd kind of like, yeah, well, I'm taking remedies, but, uh, you know, like almost as if I'm not open to anything else. Like I've got, you know, I'm trying. This is my, this is my baggage. Well, I mean, we're talking about badges here and to, to, to get through the, the reticence at the very beginning, people wear badges, you know, the doctor badge, the, um, the policeman's badge, the whatever badge. And uh, it doesn't sound like any of that happened in your case last night. Nothing. No, uh, I'm talking so, about bag. Yeah, it's his bag of stuff. Yeah, I know. But I mean, the thing is that you, he was had no reason to believe you either because right. you were, you know, you were a fresh piece of meat that had a problem as far as he knew. Right. With, with you know, no introduction. Right. I mean, you know, you didn't, you walk and say, I have. I have 16 years of applied practice. I'm a four-time bestseller. Right. Wall Street Journal, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. Mm -hmm. I'm a celebrity, and I'll sign autographs after the meeting. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Don't tell. I don't know. They'd probably <laughs> tell me not to let the door hit me on the way out. No. Well, I mean, well, I mean, no, that's not true, though. It's not true. No, I don't know. Because no, it's not true. Because then, because then you don't believe in your own pitch. You know, if if they say they hit the door on the way out, why then? Yeah, where's the door? You know, mm -hmm. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. Did I? Did I? Do I need a refund? Can you? Do I? Do I give you any money for this meeting? No, then okay. Then but okay, but so, still, I have to read the room. You know, I wasn't invited as the speaker, or as the expert. 
I was just invited into their realm. So I had to read the room and become one with the room. Well, then, what, then you could, who's the, what's the name of the guy that, that was setting up next to you? What's his first name? You know, the guy, Bob? Uh, oh, you mean the artist guy? Asan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Asan. Yeah, Asan. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. So Asan forgot to ask me who I was. He just invited me to the meetings. Let me tell you who I am. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. But see, the thing is, I, I can't, I just, I'm, it's not my method of operation. It just isn't, you know. I just, you are so much fun. Oh, you are so much fun. Oh God. What? I, I can have so much fun with you in a tent show. Oh, oh. And here comes Marilee yeah. <laughs> in the right corner. Oh my gosh! You're gonna have to. You know, I, I just. Uh, because I don't do that. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Like, all right, well, you know, if you guys aren't asking, I guess I'm not telling. Yeah, I don't know. Hard to do. Mm. Yeah, and that's that. Maybe there's, maybe there's a device that you can use. That, uh, maybe you can have a thing with smoke that comes out of your hand or something. It's smoke. Every time my fingers smoke, I'm not supposed to speak. You'll have to speak to me. <laughs> I don't know. It's PT Barnum, man. It's this is how it's done. Who cares? I mean, Albert Nordstrom does it. They try yeah. and sell shoes that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is that's hilarious to me. I watched, you know, and what you're saying is absolutely true. I mean, I'm sitting there watching so many things, you know, like on social media, people talking, 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 just about. I don't know, all of their opinions about how we should be behaving. And as a matter of fact, I know we're over our time now, but there was a new guy that came onto the scene and, or new to me anyway, and it was an ad. And of course he has a commercial and it's talking about this book is going to solve every problem in our life and that um, it's guaranteed and they've got so many people and, you know, fix whatever your issue is. Okay. And so the, you know what? <laughs> and I was watching myself like as a prospect, you know, how am I behaving right now? So I'm listening to him like, all right, well, I am not aware of any of my problems. Number one, I'm happy. Okay. So you got to get through that gate because I, I'm, I think I'm happy and I don't have any problems, but I'm still curious. So I'm going to continue to listen. And then I thought, you know what? I don't need to hear all the promises. Okay, just take me to the sales page. So I go over to the sales page, and um, it's eight dollars and eighty-eight cents to download the book right now. And then, of course, they say if you want this, if you want that, all the upsells and the upsell. I don't want any of that shit. But it's eight dollars, and I say to myself, Marilee, it's only eight dollars. Why don't you find out what is going to solve your problem? You know, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know why I didn't? Because I don't trust Facebook and I didn't want to give my card. I didn't want to give my information. I got out. Well, yeah. And the and other I thing use... the other thing was a download. I don't like to read on the computer. I don't want to open my computer for any reason. <laughs> and if it's a download, that means I have to be on my computer reading it. And I don't like that. I want a book. Do you have a Kindle? Do you ever read a Kindle? Nope. Do you have a Kindle? 
No, I have one. I don't read it either. I, I, um, I, well, I have a, I have a Surface Pro, which got an incredibly good screen, mm-hmm. so it's easier to read. Um, Surface Pro just, I think, kills everybody on quality, screen quality. But, hmm. um, anyway. No, but I like to love my book. I love to highlight it, dog ear it, you know, put little tabs, whatever. If it's a valuable book, right? And I just think I have, uh, yeah, I have Diana Gabaldon's uh, The Outlander book. Yeah, yeah. One. And I, I ordered it. It's too small. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a real pocket book, but it's too big because it's a 900-page pocket book that's just, you know, three by or four, four by eight or something. Mm. Or like three and a half. Anyway, it's too small. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good book. Mm-hmm. And so I I carry it like Captain Billy's Whizbang. And I look at it for ideas. Hmm. And um, ideas about what? Uh, just you know, context. Uh, hmm. uh, how to how to speak. You know, how hmm. to talk. How to how how to write a a, a dialogue. Hmm. Um, I've got you in a dialogue right now with Kelly. Uh, and uh, and Scorpio. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. So, anyway, so. To my point, I don't, I didn't want to buy anything on Facebook and I don't want to read a download. So then, of course, I have to mirror that to myself and say, you know, what are people thinking about my book? Well, first of all, you're not going to listen to it and you're not going to get it on the Kindle. And, you know, it's only a book. So I guess I really, it's really for readers. That's who it is. That's who it's for. It's for readers. I I think it's yes. I think it's it's for curiosity seekers. Uh, it's for it's for readers, but I think readers is a little too broad. I think it's for people that are that like go mining for stuff. You know, like they pick up a like they pick up a copy of uh, you know the top ten parasites or or fossils of the world or something. I mean, they're, they're looking for an answer. They're okay. looking for some help. Right. So, okay. So that brings us full circle. That's the one minute cure. There are so many people out there with these ailments, whether it be, you know, I don't know, high blood pressure or diabetes, cancer and, um, you know, eczema and what, all, whatever, whatever, all these things happen to our body. And there is a cure. And it, and they don't know about it because they don't know about the book. And so they're suffering right now. And it's the same with the game. There's people out there and they're suffering because they don't know that there is actually a remedy to your pain. There's a remedy that will help explain why you're feeling pain and what is causing it all the time. And they, Should they don't you know. change the name of your book? To what? I don't know. Something like the one minute cure. I don't know. No. Of course, because... I don't think so. No, yeah, it's a game. I mean, it really is a game. You're playing with your players. Right. Uh, the whole con- it's got to stay. I think we just have to talk about it more. That's all. You know. Yeah, once the reader reads the, the book, they understand why it's called the game. Yeah. And there's no other name for it. Yeah. Right? No, no, I, I agree with that. I agree yeah, with that. yeah. So anyway, we were way over. This is our longest podcast. I know. Hmm. 
Apparently, we had uh, a lot to say. I guess. Yeah. All right, well. We've got, you know, it's a data dump. It's not a data dump. It's an emotional, you know, how was your day? Well, that was a shit. How was yours? Okay, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to go watch another disc of Succession. Give it a, give it a chance. I mean, I, I kind of thought that you would consume it and really see it as a, almost as a tool um, or as a complete understanding of, of how to operate with a whole bunch of people that are in that. Uh, right now, yeah. right now, um, since I've only seen two parts, yeah, all I see is the writing and the acting. And it's like, oh my god, yeah, oh. that's what I see right I never, now. I, I never viewed it as a critic, so I, that's I just was looking at the story. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could, maybe you could, maybe you could soften it up a little bit, just sort of, you know. Yourself uh, but I wasn't looking at it. I didn't go into it being a critic. I, I this just was jumping out at me. Got a lot of awards. I mean, the, mm, Hollywood okay. thinks it's wonderful. Oh, Hollywood! Please, of course they do. They love their own stuff. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave myself an award too because I think I'm wonderful. <laughs> no, I got it a couple hours. I would do that. I'm gonna give myself an award. I can. I can make one up. I you can. Yeah, there we go. Sure, I get an award. Yeah, everyone gets an award. I'll give myself the I'll give myself the Quantum Enigma Award uh, from Max Planck Institute. I got room on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Ta-da. Okay. All right. All right. I, I love, love you. you. I'll see you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>